Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. For more information, please call 234-803-481-0869 or for free audio downloads, kindly visit www.davidogaga.org. We're going to continue with our our study on entering the city of God. Today we're going to be dealing with the city of, I mean the gate of Issachar. You know you enter the city of God through the 12th gate according to Revelation chapter 21. And uh, again we'll read Revelation 21 verse number 1. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away and there was no more sea. Revelation 21 verse 2 says, And I just saw the holy city Jerusalem coming down from out of heaven, prepared as a bride, a door for a husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. Verse number 10. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain, and showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. Having the glory of God and a light was like unto a stone, most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. Verse 12. And had a wall great and high, and had twelve gates, and all the gates, twelve angels, the names written thereof, which are the name of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. Praise the Lord. Now, Ezekiel 48, and then we'll go to verse 30, 33. Ezekiel 38 verse 33. And the Bible says, And at the south side, 4,500 measures and three gates. One gate of Simeon. One gate of Issachar. And one gate of Zebulun. Now we're going to be dealing with the gate of Issachar today. Hallelujah. We're talking of the gates that enables you to enter into the city. We're talking of all of this get represent the characteristics you must possess to get into the city of God to enjoy the benefit of the city. Anytime you get into a city, you're going to a country, there are benefits in that country. And you have to have some qualifications, if you will, perhaps as a citizen or whatever, to be able to enjoy some benefits in the city. Um, for instance, like in the U.S., we have all kinds of benefits that goes to people. Old age and whatever. I, I remember a friend of mine lost his job. And we had discussed and he said, no, I just applied that I'm, I'm jobless. So we're talking about people who qualify for some money to come to them because they have no job. Because they are citizens. Is that all right? Right. Not everybody is qualified for that. Even if you are old. Not everybody is qualified for that, but because you're a citizen, you have a right. You have some qualifications, some upkeeps that you receive from the government because you're a citizen. So in entering a city, when you enter a city, you become a citizen of that city, then there are some benefits you are supposed to be having because you're a citizen of that country. Are we together? Now the problem is this, like I said earlier on, you may enter a city, but you don't have the right to some of the things in that city. So we're talking about the things that actually gives you the right. The, the kind of expectation God has for you. The kind of um, 
how do I put it? The lifestyle he really wants you to live as citizens of this kingdom so that you can be able to have the benefit. You should understand that this great city we're talking about is talking about the church. He's talking about Messiah, which is actually you and I as sons of God. Amen. So we want to deal with the gate of Issachar today. Some people call it Isaac. Whatever way, Isaac, Isaac, fine. All we know is that this is one of the sons of Jacob. Hallelujah. So the gate of Issachar. The word Issachar means hired or reward. Now we can find that in Genesis 30 and uh, reading from verse 17. This is where it really came from. Genesis 30 from verse 17. Hallelujah. The Bible says, And God hearkened unto Leah. And she conceived and bare Jacob the fifth son. So Isaac is the fifth son of Jacob. And that is grace also. You must understand. Five is the number of grace. And Leah said, God had given me my hire or reward. Because I've given my maiden to my husband. My reward. That's the meaning of Isaac. And she called his name Isaac. God had given me my reward. The word there is shekari, my reward or my hire. In other words, God rewards labor. God rewards every effort you put in. Praise the living God. Hallelujah. So we say he was the fifth son of Jacob. And uh, actually, I think he was born in Padam Aram. Just give me a background to that. In Palestine, the land that he got extended the land from Camel to Jordan and the breadth of it to Mount Tabor. Now, this territory, as it still is today, from record that I found, is among the richest land in Palestine. Is this aspect of the territory of Issachar, which appears to be part of what Jacob mentioned in Genesis 49, the blessedness of that land. You know, Issachar had four sons. Are they going down into Egypt? You can find that in Genesis 46, verse number 13. Now, the tribe of Issachar, during their journey through the wilderness, along with Judah and Zebulun, they march on the east side of the tabernacle. This tribe contains some 54,400 fighting men when the censor was taken on Mount Sinai. I'm just giving you some background to that. These are not basically all that you need to know. Hallelujah. Are we there? Now, one thing very peculiar about the tribe of Issachar, this is color house. When I say the house of scholars, I say scholar house, these are people that actually were very educated. They love education, this particular tribe. Now, you know, scholarships or reading or studying provides wisdom, clarity, and direction. Scholarship is actually the foundation of any system. Issachar is the dedication to immerse oneself in study and education. That is the tribe of Issachar. And then the next thing about the tribe of Issachar is they were very industrious, agriculturalists. You need to understand these things. In other words, God is saying the people that actually come to this particular tribe or through this gate, they are industrious people. And the Lord, remember the scripture said, the Lord said, we bless the works of your hand. They are industrious people. Amen. This is one of the things that, you know, when we come to this tribe, we receive this grace and this ability to be able to do some things that ordinary men have not been able to do. Um, so the major characteristics of Issachar 
is industry and what? Education. And I want you to know that because they're very important. They were very industrious agriculturalists. And uh, like we find it's mentioned uh, for their bravery and patriotism in the book of Judges chapter 5. You can look at verse 15. If you have time for that, Judges 5.15, you can read that. But what we're going to read is 1 Chronicles 7 and verse 32. 1 Chronicles 7 verse 32. Let's read that. 12, right? I'm sorry, please. Give me 12.32. Very good. This is what I was looking for. I just... My machine gave me 7 instead of 12. Okay. And the Bible says, and the children of Israel are quickly men that have an understanding of the time to know. Hallelujah. What Israel ought to do. The heads of them were 200, and all their brethren were at their command. I want you to pick this because it's very important. All their brethren were at their command. Let's see, I want to say this two ways. The man that have understanding, we have the leadership of even the house. The man we spiritually enlightened, we definitely lead people. This example you can find is the case of Elijah and Ahab. Ahab was a king. He was supposed to be working in authority, sitting in the seat of authority. But it, it, took, it took Elijah to give a word to Ahab and say, run today for the rain is going to fall. The king began to run. Why was he running? Because somebody spoke who saw something higher than he has. If you are in authority, spiritually speaking, you can lead people. Is that all right? So when the Bible said the brethren were at their command, well, because of their understanding, because of the level of wisdom that they have. They were looking unto them for direction. Men will look unto you, and this is exactly what God is intending us to showcase at this time in the body of Christ in the world. That we come to the place where we become people that others will look unto for sense of direction. Hallelujah. So the children of Ithaca, according to the Tagum, one of those books there, they were astronomers and astrologers. And the sons of Ithaca who have understanding of the time, like we read. So they were very skillful in fixing the beginnings of the year, the commencement of months, and the calculation of months and years. Skillful in the changes of the moon and fixing the lunar, solemnary, I mean, all of those things you find there in their proper time. They were very skillful in the doctrine of the solar periods, solar system. Hallelujah. We're good in astrological in terms of the stars and science of the time. They might show Israel what to do. And their teachers were 200 chefs, chiefs of the Sahendrin. You know, that was a major high-level educational set of people. Right? They had 200 chiefs of them as Sahendrin at the time of Israel. And their brethren excelled in the words of the law. And we Endowed with a lot of wisdom and were obedient to their command. I want you to get this. That is why they could tell Israel what to do and what not to do. It appears that in their wisdom, experience, and skill, their brethren have 
the fullest confidence and nothing was done but by their direction and advice. That's what it means that their brethren were at their command. Because of the understanding they have, the intelligence they were exhibiting, they have understanding about the stars, about the moon, they have understanding about the planetary system, they were good astrologers and astronomers. I mean, they were really good people educationally. So the tribe of Hisaka is a scholarship house. And that is why you can afford to be a dolent. You can afford to be a dunce. You can afford to, to think that you can study. Hallelujah. You know, the, most Jewish writers says that the people of this tribe were well known for their vast knowledge in astronomical and physical sciences. So the goal of this statement that we find there shows that these intelligent Atlantic classes were united with the military to know when to go to war and when not to go to war in Israel. Very perfect. They could tell Israel when to go to war and when not to go to war. They have understanding. They can, they can plot it. And no, it's the right time for Israel to go to war and not to go to war. And they always listen to them because they've been able to see how intelligent they are. They, they have understanding about the planetary system. And somebody said, David, but we can't be talking about astrology. Now you better understand this. Everything you see today was corrupted. There was an original. Is that all right? Now let me show you that from the Bible. In Psalm 19. Let's look at this. All of the 12 stars, the science of the 12 stars, Leo, Sagittarius, Cancer, whatever, just name it. They are all biblical symbols that God put in place to demonstrate the move of Christ in creation. Maybe we're going to find time to study the 12 stars so that you can understand. Psalm 19 verse 1. And this is what it says. To the chief musician, the Psalm of David the heavens declare the glory of who? Of God. And the farmer may show at what? His handiworks. Day after day utter speech and night unto night show at what? Knowledge. There is no speech, no language where their voice is not heard. The line has gone out through all the earth and their words to the end of the world. In them had he set a tabernacle for the sun which is as a bridegroom coming out of the chamber and rejoiced as a strong man to run the race. He said he's going forth, is from the end of the heaven, and he's circuit under the ends of it, and there is nothing hid from the heat thereof. Now, who is the bridegroom in the Bible? Talk to me. Who is the bridegroom in the Bible? Jesus Christ. So when he said the heaven declared the glory of God, and the whole thing is set in such a way that the bridegroom is coming out of it, that means the glory of God set up in the heaven reveals who? Christ. Did you get that? This is simply astronomy. Or what you now call astrology. So all of those things you see is a corrupted version of the original. Do you understand what I'm saying? Hallelujah. So they have understanding of the time because they study the stars, they know exactly the revelation that comes out of it, the pitting Christ, and all of those things. They were so much, much full of this wisdom and knowledge that the whole of Israel could respect them. Now you can understand why I believe also 
that even the heading kings were looking for intelligent people to worship them i mean if you understand that in babylon the king said i want some young men who are intelligent who have wisdom remember that god is not looking for just all kind of people to worship him now i'm not trying to say if you didn't go to school you can't worship god that's what i'm saying but you see when you don't go to school you have the wisdom that comes to you first corinthians 1 24 christ is the wisdom of god and the power of god is that okay you can receive god's wisdom even if you didn't go to school but you have to come to the place of diligence study and seeking to be filled with wisdom is that all right hallelujah the one thing about these people when you say they understand the times it means they understood public affairs the temper of the nation and the tendencies of the present events and i like this they understood what israel need to do now i keep asking this question where is the church today in nigeria where is one church today that can speak to the system as touching what god is really trying to do and what god is doing where are the people we don't have them is that all right god is not intending you to live in an environment that you don't have understanding about no think about it when farmer was coming on the land agabus stood up and said famine is coming on the land so let them get relief they understood the system what is about to happen to have a famine on the land is like having a recession. Which nation, which church was about able to tell us that Nigeria is about going into a recession? Therefore, brethren, get up your belts. The only thing we tell you, recession will not affect you. But did you know it was going to come? That's Issachar spirit. Because Agabus was able to tell this was about to come. Are you getting what I'm talking about? And they start making provision for the saints. I want you to get this. It's very important. I'm not again saying researcher will not affect you. I have, I have no problem with that. But the point is, did you know researcher was going to come? Because if you know researcher was going to come, you would tell your people to make provision against the researcher. It's better than encouraging them when they are going through researcher. This is the spirit of the sons of Issachar. We don't know anything about our government. We don't know anything about the state we're living in. We don't know anything about Nigeria. We don't know where we're even going to. You can tell me today, this is the future of Nigeria. We can find that. But here was the people that knew exactly what was going on in their nation. Even in terms of going to war. Huh? I mean, if you remember the story of Elisha and the Samarians that were coming, Samaritan um, Assyrians that were coming to war. How many of you remember that? He would tell the king, don't go there, don't go there, don't go there. There's an ambush there. Huh? That was a king. I mean, a prophet directing the affairs of the military of a nation. Hallelujah. Where are the people? You see, we're just good at criticizing. <laughs> and that is why we are not making an impact. We just see everything wrong. Why don't we speak from the point of God, the perspective of God, the mind of God? We see everything wrong with the government. We see everything wrong with the nation. We don't see what God is saying about the nation. But there was a tribe in Israel that understood. Even if others were never understanding. And I'm praying that this church will become that one of those churches. To know the mind of God, to know the intent of God. Before you open your mouth to say a thing, know what God is saying about that thing 
Hmm? Joseph could come into the place of sustaining the people because there was an understanding that famine was coming to Egypt. Listen, I am saying, let us know first instead of encouraging people when they are already in trouble. Giving them false encouragement in church. It's not about you. It, the people are dying. You are saying, don't worry, don't worry. What don't worry for? If you have told them this thing was going to come, they made provision against that thing. Glory to God. So they understood the times. That is, they speak their intelligent men. I mean, who understand the science of the time. They were well versed in political affairs. And they knew what was proper to be done in all seasons of the required needs of human life and the state of the nation of Israel. They knew it. They knew in their time that it was both the duty and political interest of Israel to advance David to the throne. They knew. But watch this. Saul was still in place and they never joined themselves to David but they already knew that the dynamics of change has come into place. Even when Abner was trying to usurp the office, they knew. But as soon as Abner died, they came up and told the people, let's go and install David. It's time. So they knew when David was going to come to the throne. Hallelujah. Some of us Christians, some of us believers, we don't even know the move of God. We don't even know who God is speaking through at that particular time. In our times and season, we have no understanding. Samuel stayed with Eli. Even though the Lord have told him there's going to be a change. There has to be an understanding of the next move of God in your time and season so that you care to know precisely what God is doing then you become God's own company of people to assess the new season both in creation and for the church where is the church today? it's only the sons of Easter that can understand the present move of God the next season but for the church and even the nations what we don't understand help me Lord I was speaking this in Jacob. In Acts 17, the Bible made us to understand God created the nations, again, down at boundary, and for times and seasons. So, nations exist for particular purposes, for times and seasons. And when nations can't fulfill those purposes for the people in that land, God allowed our nation to go. Hallelujah. But do we know the times and the season of this country? Do we know the times and the season of God's move within his church right now? Do we have an idea about that? But this is what Issachar stands for. So, guess what? They have stayed with Saul while he lived, knowing that the time of David to take possession of the kingdom have not yet come. And while Abner was alive, they stayed on. The commands of other tribes and they could not join David while Abner lived and the Bible made us understand and they had a command of other tribes but as soon as he was dead they declared themselves David for the king as soon as Abner died they said it's time for David to come to the throne so they spoke to the rest of the tribe of Israel and said come on let's go make David king it is time 
and the rest of the people obeyed because they have understanding of the times and the seasons of Israel. Glory to God. I'm saying this. God is not intending you as a believer to be ignorant of what he's doing in every nation as far as your nation is concerned. He doesn't want you to be ignorant about it. One of the privileges you have when you come into the city of God is to be able to know what God is doing right in the church, within the body of Christ, in your local assembly, in your house, and even in your nation. God intends you to know. We don't have to be politicians to know. We got to tell politicians what God wants. Do you understand what I'm saying? Glory to God. It is in your diligent understanding of that which God wants to do that you can truly get impacted or empower the nation or the church what God has in mind. It's not by argument. It's not by using, you know, you read newspapers, you get information and you start talking and all of those things. No. What is God saying? What have God said? Where is the country going? Where is the church going? Where is your family going? This is the spirit of Issachar. <laughs> Man, and all the times and the season of God. Hallelujah. Got an invite. In October, I'm going to be speaking in a particular congregation. And they want me to talk about the nations. How apostles are supposed to influence the nations. It's an interesting topic. I'm going to make them see it. Hallelujah. We, 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 are, we can't be ignorant people. Politically and otherwise. We don't necessarily have to become politicians to be able to know what God wants to do politically. We don't have to. Huh? Hallelujah. Are you following what I'm talking about? You see, the church have to distance themselves from not distance, we corrupted ourselves with the world that we don't have influence. Otherwise, the, the world will come to seek answers and solutions from us. Because we ought to have understanding of the next season. Glory to God. You follow what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. I want you to understand. The sons of Itaca, they have understanding of the times and the season about the political affairs of the country of Israel about the next move of Israel about who to become the next king of Israel they have an understanding about that God doesn't want you to be ignorant about it but as the spirit of the sons of Issachar which God intends you to have as you on into the city now Men of understanding as well of might are needed in the consent of the states and the kingdom of God. Men who have understanding, they are needed. Now let me show you a scripture. Remember, Issachar scholar or scholarship, studying, reading. Let's look at Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 15. I'm sure. Second Timothy 2 15. This is what it says. Study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. What did he say you should do? Study. 
study to do what show thyself approved unto god now he didn't say study to show yourself approved unto men but unto god in other words how do you get god approval through study knowing the mind of god as you study the word god revealed his mind to you study to show yourself hallelujah the word study is very interesting to me it means podazo and it means so you speed that is to make effort be prompt to earnest do give diligent be diligent to move forward to endeavor to labor to study study to show yourself approved unto god some of you don't even read your bible now to talk of studying astrology <laughs> glory to god like the sons of Isaac. Are you following what I'm talking about? God wants you to have understanding about the going on. He says, study to show yourself approved. So, study will bring you to the place of seeing accurately and understanding accurately God's mind, God's times, God's season for our creation. What is we right now? Hallelujah. Are you there? The prophecy upon this, like when Jacob was blessing them, we can look at. Genesis 49 verse 14 This is the blessing that God gave to them um, Deuteronomy, I mean Genesis 49 verse 14 And it says Issachar is a strong ass coaching down between two bodies He saw that race was good And he learned that it was pleasant And bowed his shoulder to bear and become his servant unto tribute Praise the Lord. Now, when Moses was speaking about the same tribe in Deuteronomy 33, verse 18, this is what he says. Deuteronomy 33, verse 18. And Zebulun, and of Zebulun, he said, Rejoice, Zebulun, in the going out, and Issachar in the tents. They shall call the people unto the mountains, they shall offer sacrifice of righteousness, for they shall suck of the abundance of the seas. And of treasures hid in the sand. You can read that from the Amplified Translation. Very interesting something that you would like to see. Praise the living God. I want you to get it because it's very important. Hallelujah. No, you can take message translation if you will. It's a little bit better there. Message translation. Though we invite people to the mountain and offer sacrifice of right worship. For there we have all riches in from the sea and glean treasure from the beaches. Praise God. They shall call the people unto the mountain by their sacrifice with the Gentiles, as it were, other nations, shall be the instrument in God's hands of converting many into the true faith. So that instead of sacrificing to idol, they shall offer sacrifices of what? Of righteousness unto God. That's what he's trying to say. And all of this because of their wisdom. That is, the growing works by merchandise, by trade. They were so intelligent, like I said, even in agriculture. We know one Jonathan Ben Uzel, a Hebrew writer, said this of these people. When he talks about from the sand, he says, they are talking about produce looking like glasses, looking glasses. The mirror, and in general, talking about treasures 
in the sand of the sea. Now, this is what I'm talking about. They were so rich because they were able to use the sand to get glasses. How many of you understand that your mirror is actually from the sand? Do you understand that? Fine. The sons of Issachar were doing that through wisdom, through knowledge. So it's not a new inventory. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm talking about? They were doing that. So they were manufacturing glasses, manufacturing, and then have dye stuff that are coming from the sea beach. Listen to me. Wealth is everywhere. Wealth is everywhere. God will endow all nations with wealth. We have abundance of sand in our country here. Sand in the sand beach. What do we do with it? What are the money blocks? But you see, from the sand is where you have glasses, if you have wear bottles, huh? We have more than enough. God has blessed Nigeria with so much resources. But we don't have people that can discover and tap into these things. So much works in the seashore. Hmm? Set of factory around the seashore. Abundant of sand is there with which you can convert. Scientifically. For all things to be used. Data glass today. What are they using in producing those bottles? Coke bottles, whatever. Is sand abundant of the seashore. So sons of Issachar were doing these things. Christians were not called to be people that come to church to pray all the time. I'm telling you, I'm sorry about that. It's not coming to church to pray money to evening and you know you understand that fasting 40 days looking haggard like somebody who's suffering from quachoko. That is not what God called you to do. Have wisdom. Take up industries, take up agriculture. Isaiah 28, what did the Bible tell you? It tells you God instructs the farmer when to plant and when not to plant. There is wisdom in farming. God is even interested in farming. He said, I will bless the works of your hand. All we do is five days fasting, seven days program, three days fasting, 30 days program. We just come to church and get killed for nothing. We dine unknown to us. Sons of Issachar, they have understanding of the season. They know when to do, what not to do, when to go on, when not to go on. They have understanding of how to use sand to make glasses, mirrors. And people were seeing and buying and they were making works. Praise God. But all we know how to do is to call for a seven days program, five days program. 10 this program people have no understanding and even when they come to the church what do we tell them how somebody is killing you which is killing you your spiritual father is killing you or your grandfather is killing you the man that have died several years ago is still killing you and you still believe that demons in your family are running after you i've always asked people this question all the rich people in the community how many of you one day has any pastor go preach to them somebody want to kill them anytime the devil is following you which one to kill you it shows that you are a poor person no you tell me which of this pastor has gone to one rich man to tell them it's only you who comes to church that which is pursuing because you have no money the day you have money which is not pursue anymore We have no word for the people. We, we can lead them into God's mind. 
So we keep on threatening them. What about that evil killing you for? Money you don't have. I mean, what are they killing you for? What, why, why do you think they want to kill you? No, if you say, well, they want to drink blood. It simply shows the blood of the poor man is better than the blood of a rich man. In the mouth of the witch is a wizard. What is your problem? This is the kind of churches we run. Instead of being in the, look at this family, look at this tribe. Men who have understanding of astronomy, understanding of astrology, they have understanding about agriculture, they have understanding about even making glasses and mirrors. They can do all of those things. Even before your advent of what you call science. They were doing it before this time. It's poverty that makes you to pray about witches and wizards. I'm just being honest with you. Rich people think about how to multiply their money. Am I correct? Rich people think about how to multiply their money. What is the next thing? What's the next investment? That's what they are thinking about. They go to seminar. How do I invest my money? You wouldn't have anything. You are always thinking about how witches I want to kill you. It's because you have to have money. That's why. And that's why our churches are the way they are. So we pastors have considered in subjecting the people, oppressing their mind, oppressing their spirit. They can't think. They can't create anything. Even those who go to school, they come back and become dons. Hallelujah. Are we still together? So it talks about the abundance of the sea. They grow rich by the traffic of the sea. Things they pick from the sea. Praise the living God. And then they consecrate themselves unto God. Men of understanding as well as might. I say again, I need it. In the conscience of the states. And the kingdom of God. We need people. Hallelujah. We need intelligent people. We need men who have understanding. We need them in the church. We need them in the country. But what God wants to do. Not all these ones we are doing. Not all these ones we are doing. No, I'll call it church. No, man. We're just, we're just reducing people's intelligence. We're reducing their mindset. They don't have understanding. They can't think. They can't create. Hallelujah. All we know how to do to tie up the head and, you know, call that holiness. We tie up the mindset. We can't think anymore. Not creative in any way. We can get discoveries. Is God not speaking? Was it not God that, speak, that spoke to Jacob? And told him what to do? Farming? Photography? Physics? He just cut the tree, put it down while the animals are drinking. They produce that genetics and biology. How many of you understand that? Through wisdom of the night. You got genetics, you got physics. Everything packaged together in one revelation. And you got animals that have strings in their body. What do you know about your business? What have God told you about what you are doing? There's a problem. Huh? All we do is come to church and pray my business. What is God telling you should be the next level for your business? That's the spirit of the sons of Issachar. Praise the Lord. 
One of the things I believe that you are called for to manifest is the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and the gift of prophecy. These three gifts are very important for you. And sometimes when you start praying by yourself, now I'm not talking about gifts of prophecy coming to church for somebody to lay hands on you every day. No! I'm talking about when you start praying, praying in tongue, praying in the spirit, that there's a welling up that comes out of your spirit, and the next thing that flows out the gift of prophecy, you begin to prophesy to yourself, you get direction, the word of knowledge of the next season of your life. Go to church every day, people lay hands on you, give you prophecy. One, two, three, give you prophecy. Every day you go, you go to prophecy. What are you doing with all the prophecies that have come to you? Hallelujah. Let me show you something while I try to round up here. Mighty 16. Reading from verse 3. Is anybody following me? I want you to call this. This is the gate of the sons of Isaac. God wants to raise people. And it's this spirit that God wants to use to elevate people from the level of poverty into the place of not just self-discovery but manufacturing in every area agriculture whatever think about it i'm saying man this is no time for man coming to tell you who you are it's about time you begin to know who you are is that all right mighty 63 and in the morning it will be far weather jesus was speaking to the pharisees this is what you say in the morning to be far weather today for the sky is red and lowering. Oh, you hypocrites. You can design the face of the sky, but you cannot design the science of the times. Did you get that? Man, our rain is going to fall today. Oh, this is going to happen today. But what is God saying? What time is the church? Glory to God. They could ruin the weather. But we are blind to the event, the signs of the time that show the fulfillment of prophecy, the end of Jewish dispensation, and the establishment of the Messianic kingdom. They were not aware of that. But they could read the signs of the time. Jesus is saying, you don't even know the season you are. You are saying that it's going to fall today. The weather is cloudy. Weather forecasters. Is that all right? <laughs> Praise the Lord. So we find here the Pharisees they understood very little and the Sadducees about the situation. They forgot they have not been able to come to the understanding that Jerusalem will be destroyed and the Jewish state overturned. They have no understanding about that. The signs of the time was the fulfillment of the prophecies and the better evidence of the period that they were living in has been the advent of the Messiah among them. They have no understanding about that. Praise the living God. You know, 1 Corinthians 1 22 said the Jews seek for signs. They look for signs. Hallelujah. So, there are numerous things that people look to. But they were far from convincing. Men were only looking for signs. They will never be satisfied because they were always looking for signs. Now, I'm going to make you see a scripture on that. One of the signs that they forgot to realize that they could not catch up with was this. You know, in the book of Genesis, there was this prophecy that the Septile would not depart from Judah. And the Lord gave from between his feet. I mean, if you remember this, that in the book of Genesis. 
meaning the government of the country will never depart from Judah. But as at the time Jesus was around, the government had departed. Judah and every one of them were under Rome. They have no understanding. Hallelujah. Is that okay? Praise the Lord. You know, it is clearly stated huh? that Shiloh, government will not depart on the Shiloh comes. I mean, if you remember that, which is Christ. Glory to God. I want you to get it. Genesis 49 verse 10, it says that. We know that John the Baptist was prophesied to be the forerunner of Jesus Christ. Jesus was already, I mean, John was already there. They read Malachi chapter 4. Jesus was already right there. I mean, John. But yet, they have no understanding of the time that the Messiah has come because he's a foreigner. They can't have understanding of prophecies. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost has been given. You know, even because you find that Jesus at the time of baptism, the Holy Spirit came. They could see these things, but yet they have no understanding of the time. That Jesus was telling them. All these things are available for you to know that the change has come. But yet, they were looking at signs. Looking up there. Hallelujah. He has done many signs and wonders and miracles in their midst to prove that he is the son of David. Yet, they have no understanding of the times. It's unfortunate. And I think that's where we are today in the church too. We are so blinded to the move of God. We are so blinded to the intent and purposes of God for his church right now. Hallelujah. Are, are we still here together? Because they have no understanding of the time that he sees the way. That's why they rejected Jesus. And so when you don't have understanding of the times and season you are, you reject the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. What he's supposed to do for you. Men who constantly look at the happenings as evidence of the last days will never satisfy with curiosity because they are looking away from what the Father is doing. Now, let me show you something. Luke 21 verse 26. This what happens to people. Luke 21 26. Men who are always looking for signs of the last days. How many of you, anytime you see last day, end time, last day, end time, they're looking for signs. Is that okay? They will never come to the place of satisfaction because their curiosity will never be met. He says, men start failing them from fear for looking after those things which are coming on the earth for the power of the heaven shall be what? Shall be shaken. Men start failing them. So anything happened. How many of you understand why they're talking about eclipse that happened recently? Oh, come on. The end is going to all because eclipse is coming. Crazy things. You should be able to understand why eclipse happened. What's big in that? The astronomers will be able to tell you why these things are happening. Planetary interventions. And they say it's the end of time. <laughs> I read one recently said the world is going to end in September. Is it 28 or something? We are watching. They are only looking away from what God is doing. And their heart is only failing them. I've told people, if you truly believe in the end time that's going to end tomorrow, then you cannot be doing what you're doing now. Pack up. You're building houses, you're building mansions, you're buying cars, you're buying jet planes, and you say the world is ending tomorrow. Who are you living them for? What a deception. Why are you buying those things? 
Go to the mountains, forsake the city, forsake your business and wait for whatever thing you call a rapture to take you away. Don't deceive people. The, the world is ending tomorrow. Oh, the sign is here. You come to church, be crying. And then you go and take all the money, buy properties for yourself. Why are you deceiving the people? Glory to God. Men's heart failing there for fear, for observing those things that are going to happen on the face of the earth. God is saying this is not what he wants you to see. He wants you to know where you are in his agenda. Praise the living God. Are you still with me? What are we supposed to be doing as a church? I'll show you something as we begin to round up. Galatians 4 verse 19. Praise the Lord. Men and women of Israel today, they're supposed to be people that have understanding of the betting of the Christ in a people. Galatians, for my little children of whom I travel in bed until Christ be what formed in you. We're in a season wherein personal relationship cannot be compromised with prophecies coming upon you daily that you have no war, a good warfare with. Listen and listen closely. This is not the season for constantly going to look for prophecies. This is the time for Christ to be formed in you that you will know exactly who you are. Is that okay? When Christ is formed in you, the word of God comes from the seed of Christ in you. Christ grows within your innermost being and then there is an unfolding of the Christ in your life. You walk as Christ on the face of the earth. He takes over from you. Your natural senses will no longer be functioning. You walk by the gift of the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, the gift of prophecy. You begin to operate in those dimensions because of the formation of the Christ in your life. Not going to one prophet of reason, you are there tomorrow. The other one reading, you know not you are there. The one is in the south, you are there. You spend all your money looking for prophecies. What have you achieved all these years? Nothing have changed. And we can't, when they can tell you what is right, they tell you there's a red cloth under your bed. There's a carry under your bed. What is my trouble with carries and red cloth? What is my trouble with images? Listen to me. Go to Benin. How many of you have been to Benin? Oh, now we need to take it from this point. The brother said I'm so powerful. All our artifacts which they stole from Benin, they are using them as cultural peace. They have not killed them. But when it is in Benin, it's an idol. When it is in Europe, it's not an idol. What is wrong with us? Do you understand what I've just said? All our cultural pieces were agitated to bring them back. Have you not read that before? But when they were in Benin, they were what? Idols. And as soon as they cross overseas, the European man is using it to decorate his house. Nothing has happened. So there's nothing like an idol. It's your mindset. Because they are just beautiful pieces of sculptural things that you use to decorate your house. Now I'm just being honest with you. So a family two years ago in, in, in the US, they, this woman travels, any nation travels, so you pick a sculptural piece. If you look at the house, canoe, Pardon everything everywhere for us, like a shrine, but for her, it's, it's a collection of artwork. And no devil have invaded her house any day, but for you here, it's a devil, it's an idol, blindness, and ignorance. Why are you agitating for the artifacts to be returned? Are you saying 
idols and demons should be brought back. You should leave them there. When he comes home, he's killing you. When he's there, he's not killing them. I saw an idol under your bed. I saw an idol in your house. There is one idol. What, what is wrong with the church? No understanding. Claws without water. Twice they pluck her by the root. Wandering stars. To whom the blackness of darkness is reserved forever. That's what Jude calls them. No light. No understanding. Hallelujah. This is no time for you to be looking for prophecy all over the place. It's about time to develop the Christ that's in your life. Feed the Christ. Study the word. Say, study to show yourself. Approve unto God. A workman that needed not to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Your prophets are rising everywhere. 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 No teachers. No evangelists. No apostles. Everything is prophet, prophet, prophet. They caught one three days ago in Calabar. Prophet, mighty guy. They went to the place. Behind the church was a mighty shrine. Mighty. Hmm? And then put people's pictures there that he used for incantation to kill people. Prophets. You go on, go on prophesying. Go and look for them. Keep on going looking for them. That's what I'm saying. I'm encouraging you. Look for them. You're wasting your time. Study to show yourself approved unto who? Unto God. Paul said, I travail in bad pain until Christ be formed in you. The word form is morpho. Take shape. It means I want Christ to take shape in your life. See, that's my desire. And that is what you be for every true child of God. It's what you be for every child of, of God who is a minister is how to cause Christ to be formed in the people. To allow them to be running to and fro, hmm? moving to and fro. Why will you not have a problem with the devil? The devil walks to and fro. You are also moving to and fro. So, put of you are hitting on the road. You don't have a stable house, just like the devil does. He have. That's why you always have a problem with the devil because you are leaving the comfort of the temple of God and you are moving to and fro. And the devil is wandering to and fro. So sometimes on the road, both of you collide. Are you coming for deliverance? Where were you? Where did the devil hit you? You were on the road. <laughs> Glory to God. Come on, is anybody following what I'm talking about? Man, it's time for understanding. It's time for wisdom. It's time for revelation. It's time for the word of knowledge. Come on, stand up somebody. I want you to start praying right now. I want you to come to the place of understanding. God wants to do some things in your life. He wants to shake your heavens. He wants to bring understanding to you. He wants to bring wisdom to you. You can't be running to and fro.